looking to better balance your life and weight? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Shred Life Podcast, providing you the guidance and tools to become a new version of yourself with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to take two of episode 38. Take two <laughs> of episode 38. Look, we decided about 20 minutes ago to record this episode, and we started recording it, and we got into a really good flow of conversation, and it was amazing, and it felt so good, and I, I think, think it could have been our best episode ever. I think we were more than halfway through. Oh, yeah, we're we at were at the 20-minute mark. wrapping it up. And I just looked down and noticed nothing is recording. Womp. Womp. So I had to, you know, um, stop it, look up at Laura, and just have that moment where she's like, you're not responding, what's going on? Shoot, what happened? It's like all that good conversation. Guess what? We get to do it again. So exciting. Yeah. So um, we are talking about the power of decision today. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to break this down for you in such a simple way that a lot of you are like, oh, I make decisions every day and I know what I'm doing and I know what the decision is. I don't think you really do because even when we were researching this and, and scripting all of the stuff that we wanted to talk about, um, it really came down to Laura and I going, in some of the decisions we made, we didn't really make a decision. Well, and I'm actually thinking a lot of the decisions I think I make or I'm finally understanding why I let myself off the hook so much when yeah. I make a quote-unquote decision. decision. Um, I'm, I can be really bad for that, but it, it just makes so much more sense. I had no idea how firm the actual definition of making a decision is. And and I think this is actually really going to change things for me. Yeah. So we want to do the same for you because we learn just as much when we do these podcasts for you guys because as we really dig into some things, we can really take accountability for ourselves, for our actions, for everything. So let's jump right into it. We all know the game show, right? Three doors, pick a door, there's a prize behind the doors, right? There are people out there who have, I said, there's prizes behind each door, pick a door, and you get to go home with that prize. You could say, um, door number two, and you pick it, and there's a new car behind it, and you feel fantastic. You pick something, you decided on it, it happened, you take it home, right? What if I change the dynamic? What if I said to you, there are three doors. Behind one door is simply a new car. Behind another door is a can of spam. Right? And unless you love spam, that's probably not a great prize. And behind door number three is $100 million. Right? Huge difference in everything you're thinking about right now. Because the car sounded great. The spam made the car sound even better. The $100 million made the car not as significant anymore. Right? Right? So it's a big difference. Now your thoughts are, I have options. I have three doors and there's an option to get $100 million. And if I don't select that option, how am I going to feel? Now the stress of a decision comes into place because of the options that have been created around that. It's not a single entity anymore. It's not pick a door and grab a prize. And if I told you all prizes are equal, just pick a door and you get to go home with that exact prize, right? And then, you know, in reality, maybe behind the doors is a red car, blue car, and a white car. Either way, you're going home with a car. There's no option of anything else. So you just... Pick a door. You're feeling pretty good about yeah, it all. Yeah, I'll pick a door. Whatever yeah. color the car is, I'm happy. But when there's a car, a can of spam, and $100 million, there's now three options to how your life will be affected by which door you pick and the stress 
of that comes into play. Mm-hmm. And right? I love that it's a hundred million dollars. It's not just one million dollars. No, because it has it's to be a hundred. It's got to be go big or go home, right? Right. Because it's it's just a million dollars doesn't do it anymore. No. For people, I don't think. Like, I think that a, that'll be the game shows for our children <laughs> when they're our age. Is it won't be who wants to be a millionaire? It's right. who who wants to be a billionaire? Yeah, and they like the first question will be like a twenty five million dollar question. Yes, and it will be like <laughs> what are the two primary colors that mix together to make pink? Right, and I don't think they're primary colors, but whatever. <laughs> It'll be a question like that. Something I can to trick it. you. It'll be are like, you smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> green? Is it yellow and blue? Is it red and black, or is it red and white? And it's for twenty five million dollars in some. Anybody could stand up there and go, uh, I think it's D, red, and white, final answer. And they're like, congratulations, $25 million. On to question number two. Uh, yeah, that's right? just your starter. Right. So, no, $100 million. When you get into that decision, it becomes very difficult. We all know that every journey begins with a single step. And people often plan their first step as a physical one. So if I'm deciding I'm going to lose weight, my first step is I'm going to go for a walk tomorrow morning. How many of us have done that? Right. There's actually about 10 steps before you get to that walk, right? It's Mm -hmm. not a physical step that's your first step. The first step is if you're making a decision or not. That is really the first step. It is a mental step. Now, a decision, the word decision is derived from Latin, and it literally means to cut off. So decision equals to cut off. And that definition means... When you truly make a decision, you cut off all other possibilities in your life. And I think this is where the huge global divide is. <laughs> yes, because people think they make decisions, but when you don't cut off all their possibilities, you're not making a decision, you're making a wish. And guys, I'm a huge Disney fan. I know that we all love to believe wishes come true, but let me tell you the truth. They do not. Wishes where you cut off all other possibilities, become decisions, and then decisions become realities. Right. That's the truth. Like, when... Uh, you're going you're gonna to test some of my Disney knowledge here, but when Snow White dreamed of a better life and just wanted to marry Prince Charming, right? She cut off all other possibilities. I'll go to one that I know better. When Ariel <laughs> wanted to live on the land <laughs> and marry Prince Eric... She cut off all other possibilities. Literally, she cut off her voice yes. for this to happen. She didn't want, and, and she removed her tail and she got legs. Right. So, what are her chances of living on the land when she has legs and no mermaid tail? They're 100%. Right. Right? She cut off all other possibilities of that happening. And so, she didn't wish anymore. She actually decided to do that. And she cut off all possibilities, and it succeeded. Right? A little help from her big dad. King Triton came by, you know, threw a fork here and there, a little thunder, <laughs> a little lightning, bada bing, bada boom, Ursula's gone, and she got her life. But Happily ever after. it started with a decision yes. with no other possibility. Yes. So if you want to make a wish, which is what most of you do, you make wishes every day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do better in my job. I'm going to save some money. I'm going to lose that weight. I'm going to find the love of my life. And you don't cut off the other possibilities in your life. You don't cut off the possibility of, you know, not losing weight or staying still in your career or being alone. If you don't cut off those other possibilities, you're making wishes. Well, and that was the big aha moment for me. Just looking into my past and and 
results I've gotten that I haven't wanted, I immediately started thinking to myself, well, was I was I not being firm in any of the decisions I thought I was making? I wasn't actually making decisions. I was making wishes. I was keeping all three options and letting the wind blow me towards one of them, being like, well, whatever one comes to me, that'll be the answer. No, and I do that so often, and I let myself off the hook so often, and you think you're doing yourself a favor. You think you, you know oh, you know, life is hard. It's it's good to be loose once in a while and just, you know, bend the rules if you need to. It's right. okay. It's okay. Um, but no, you're not going to get the results that you're after. And you really have to ask yourself, if I'm unhappy with how things ended up, where did it go wrong? And it didn't go wrong with my physical steps because any physical steps come from my mental steps that I had to do prior right. to dictate what my physical... Like, your brain is in charge of your body. It's going to tell you what to do. Uh, 100%. So it just... You really, really need to build that muscle of being definitive, being firm, being cu- cutting off everything else. And I think that I'm actually going to picture that with any decisions I make going forward. And... It's it's not so much the big ones because I think with the big ones, there's just always so much passion rolling behind it, like a mm-hmm. big wave where you just feel like you can charge toward the result you want and you're going to get it no matter what. Right. But the little ones, those are the ones and, and they're just little. So it's kind of like, well, that's OK. I just had a bad day. Yeah. That's all right. I, I ate that and I wasn't supposed to. Right. But, you know, I'll do better tomorrow. And it's those little things where you let yourself off the hook and you don't make a decision, you just keep the options open, where you're keeping the option for failure open and all those little failures become big results that you didn't didn't right. get. Because you made a wish. Right. 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 As soon as the other Because you open. weren't firm, you didn't cut anything off. So think back to a big decision we've made, right, that we can both talk about, <laughs> which is great. So I'm glad we can do this part over because it got out of hand in the last one. Oh, did it? <laughs> what, what was out of hand? We Maybe were I should talking bring that about kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's just yeah. go to the marriage part yeah. before we started like talking about well, options just, for not I having children. made it sound so much worse. <laughs> we're not regretting any children. That's not what I'm well, saying. Well, you're bringing it all back no, up again. Uh, you might as anyway, well. See, so. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make the decision to just cut it all off and no, be you like, let's charge forward. Open. Yeah. So when... We decided to get married, right? I first made a decision that that I didn't want any other possibility in my life but to live my life with you, share my life with you. So, yeah. So it wasn't a wish. It was a decision. Mm -hmm. I cut off all other possibilities. There was no way that I saw this not happening. So I asked you to marry me. You promptly, as quickly as I could have hoped for, said yes. Yes. Did you make a decision or a wish at that point? I made a firm decision. Why? What is the difference? Because it was, well, for me, like I was just talking about, for me, that was a big decision and it was something that I had a ton of passion behind. And so, like I said, it just kind of charges forward and you're like, yes, I'll do whatever I need to do to make this happen. So at any time, did the option of us not getting married, our our relationship falling apart, us getting divorced, did any of that come into your mind when you said yes? No. Because it, it was literally three seconds of time. Yep. But so many thoughts could go through your head at that moment. Yeah. Right? So you cut off every other option except for us being together for the rest of our life. Right. That was 14 years ago. You made a decision. We are together. Happily so. Always have been. Always will be. Right? Because we understand each other. Because we're best friends. Because of all of that stuff. But we eliminated every other option. 
there is no option for us. Right. But to do what we're doing and even being married and raising children and doing all that and stuff. And for it to work. Yeah, yeah. For it to work. It doesn't always, things in life don't always work, but when you make the firm decision that it will work, you figure it out. If, there, if we had options open, if you and I said, look, if either one of us just get really frustrated or unhappy, just we just we're gonna go our separate ways, okay? Just like deal. Walk away and yeah. it'll be fine. Kids will be fine. They'll understand. It won't be their fault. And so, if we did that, if we gave ourselves options, even just if I gave myself an option, if you gave yourself an option, at the first sign of trouble, right? One of us would have bailed. Right. Right. We don't give that option. And that's not to disregard anybody who is saying or put down anybody whose marriage hasn't worked out. No. Because you can also make the decision that I don't love this person anymore. You can also make the decision that this is not what I thought it would be and it's not where I want to go. Right. And so I'm stopping that. Like there are there are other decisions. We're but just- if you ask any anybody that I've coached who is divorced, <coughs> separated, marriages have fallen apart, whatever's mm-hmm. happened, if you go back to that moment when they decided to get married, ask them or have them ask themselves, and I've done it, was there other options in their head when they said yes or before they got married in the days before, mm. in the days after? And I've heard in 100% of the cases I've personally worked with, yes, mm. options existed. In their head, they thought, really hope this works. I had some cold feet about it, this or that, right? I didn't, and and again, not disrespecting divorce or separation. Mm-hmm. I believe that in every situation, if that's what you do, then that's what's best for you, and that's fine because things can change on people. But in our when case, you know, you know what's right for you better. Right. Nobody else does. But here's the other problem with decisions, right? The loss of options sometimes can create fear and discomfort. Mm-hmm. As soon as options get taken away, as soon as you say. I am going to lose weight. You've now all of a sudden just eliminated the the thought of having cheesecake again. How much stress and fear will that bring into your life? When whenever we coach people in our programs or we talk about protocols and we tell people things like, you know, eliminate flour, eliminate sugar. And people are like, but like forever, like I'm never going to have pizza again. Immediate scarcity. And it's like, hold on a second. You're in fear and discomfort right now. I'm not saying never, but the future you who loses 50 pounds, is that really going to be their first thought? Is that going to be the pattern they're going to have? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I just want to have pizza again in my life. Probably not. You've created new routines, new behaviors, new tastes, and new methods for how you live your life based on the decision you made. You are now giving yourself options that you want to be, you want me to give you the option because you won't even give it to yourself. You want me to tell you there's an option to have pizza again in your life. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. You have that option open, you're going to have it again, and it's going to, it's going to make you fail miserably at some point because mm-hmm. you're not going to get by just on one pizza when you have the option. That's right. So if you eliminate all the options, you say, no, I am just losing weight, and you do that, it becomes easy. But you have to first get through the fear and discomfort that the loss of all other options brings. When all options are removed except for the one thing you've decided on, I'm going to make a million dollars. I am going to lose weight. I am going to find the love of my life. And you eliminate all other options. Things get real. You get uncomfortable and you get scared. Process those emotions. Let them happen. Because on the other side, when you do that, it becomes passion. It becomes excitement. Mm -hmm. It becomes drive. They all translate to that. But you first have to get through them. Don't run away when fear and discomfort come. 
if I tell you that you have to eliminate every option except what it takes to make a million dollars, which means you're not going to watch Netflix for a while. You're not going to, you know, chill on the couch. You're not going to take weekends off. Mm-hmm. And people get scared. Whoa. This ain't going to work. Yeah. Let the fear happen and watch the fear turn into drive. Watch the discomfort turn into passion. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the lights are on and you're gone. And then there's that big wave that I was talking about that you can start riding where you're just plowing forward. It's the runner's to, high. Yeah. People who I've gotten into running in the past, I've always said, are, are people who are runners or turn into runners always say, oh, I, you know, I didn't want to go for a run today, but after the first kilometer, I was in a zone and I didn't think I would make it any further. And 10 kilometers later, I was going strong. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's a runner's high. When you first start running, you're not going to enjoy it at all. But a little bit into your run, it's going to feel a little bit better. And if you get rid of that, fear and anxiety over the run a kilometer two kilometer three kilometer things are actually going to get easier and you're going to find that you are in better mental shape on the fifth kilometer than you were on the first on the first you didn't think you were going to make it today you wanted to turn around and go home five kilometers later you're doing great it's the same with the decision you make to go after the love of your life if you want a loving relationship and you give yourself no other option but to get married and find the love of your life and you take every action and behavior forward based on that one option You're going to meet a lot more people. You're going to explore a lot more opportunities. And that's going to lead you to make, to ultimately get that reality. Right. You want to make a million dollars in your business? I coach entrepreneurs who want seven-figure growth in their business as a personal coach, right? And so I do that by asking them the simple questions. And as soon as they come back to me with things like, um, you know, what if or this, and they they want other options like, okay, but, you know, if I don't make a million dollars next year and I make like 800,000, whoa. Why are you giving yourself the option? Because that day that the hard stuff comes, you're going to go, today I can either go to the movies with my friends or I can finish up these blog posts. And you go, I'll go to the movie with my friends because I have the option of just making 800000 next year, not a million. Oh, well, and get even rid just, of the options. And even just the reasoning. Right. Because I've been working so hard. Stop I mean, reasoning I, with yourself. Yeah. So... We now know what a decision is. It's cutting off every other possible option. Mm -hmm. It's not making a wish. It's making a firm decision. So I want to go through the steps of deciding something so that you can make this really simple. It's three steps. These will change your life if you make every decision based on these three steps. Grab a paper, pull the car over, write it down. (laughs) Don't forget these. Okay? Or just rewind it when you get home. That's fine. (laughs) Um, So step one. Define what you want. As Ryan Gosling would say, what, what do, do you, you want? want? Right? What do you want? It's not that easy. What do you want? <laughs> right? It's, it is that easy. It's what do you want? It, yeah. I don't need a, 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 a biography on it. I just need what do you want? People say I want to lose weight. No, 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 people. What do you want? I want to feel better in my body. There you go. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. If you want to feel better in your body, it's not about losing weight anymore. You want to feel more confident, more comfortable in your own skin. Step two is, what will that take? Step one is, what do you want? And when you write something down, go, what do you really want? Because there's usually Ask hidden Ask yourself one. five times. Yeah, yeah, until you get to the root there's, of it. There's layers for sure. And then in step two, I want you to write down, what will it take? And if you can't write down what it will take, go back to step one and dig a few more layers. Because you're going to get to what do you want, a what do you want sentence, 
that you can define what will it take very simply because you know the answer. Mm-hmm. Like, and ask yourself the question. Whenever you go, oh, I don't know what it will take. Ask yourself this. Laura does this to me all the time and it drives me nuts, but it gives me so much success in my life. If Laura's like, I, or I say, well, I don't, I, don't, coach, yeah. I don't know how to do this. And Laura will go, what if you did? Like, what would you do if you did know how to do it? And I'm like, well, I would do it's this and then do that. An and it's like, question. so you do know how. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but no, I don't know how to do it. But like, it, because I haven't done it before. Right. That's why you're saying Primitive brain. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Try to make you survive, right? Try to keep you all healthy yeah. and living and all that crap holding you back from stuff. Anytime that you find yourself saying, I don't know, but you need the answer and you always need the answer. Ask yourself, what if you did know? Because you, you do think? know. Yeah. You do, do know. You're just trying to protect yourself to show why you haven't already yeah. done it. I was working with a client the other day on a business, a, a new business where we're starting up, uh, a new venture for them. And um, like my question was, well, how would you do that? Well, I don't know. And like looking, looking at me for the answer, like, I don't know, you're the coach. You tell me, like, how am I going to structure this? And I'm just like, if you're looking to me for an answer, you're in the wrong place. I'm here to get the answer out of you. So let me ask you, what if you did know, but I don't? But what if you did? But I don't. But what if you did? Well, if I did know, I would probably call this guy and figure out how to get him on board. And I was just like, oh, step one. And then call this guy, yeah, then, get him yeah, on board. Yeah. And then, so if that happened, then what? And then, then what? And yeah. then all of a sudden we had a 10 step plan. Exactly how you would accomplish what he was trying to structure. Yeah. Simple, right? So step one, define what you want, what you really, really want in the words of the Spice Girls, right? Yes. <laughs> um, step two, what will it take? Write down what it will take. It'll take walking every day. It'll take eliminating every other option. It'll take not going out for dinner with my friends on the Friday nights. They go out to drink, mm-hmm. right? If you know you just can't handle it, don't do it. Step three, cut off every other option. What else am I saying there? By saying cut off every other option, I am saying decide. You know what you want. You know what, what it will take. You are now informed enough to make a decision. When you stand up and just say, I want to lose weight, you are not intelligently informed enough to make that decision to cut off every other opportunity, every other option. Once you write down what you want and what it will take, you are now informed. Mm-hmm. You now have all the answers in front of you. And now you get to cut off all other options, or in other words, decide if that is what you really, really, really want. And then you get to work. And then you get to work. And then you get the results that you want. So that, bad. ladies and gentlemen, is the power of a decision. It's not a wish. It's not hoping things will happen. It's not telling 10 people that you're going to do this. It's writing down what you want, what you really want, what it takes, and then cutting off every other option. Mm-hmm. Powerful stuff. So good. Try it out. Think of your last big decision you made that you failed on, perhaps. Go back and see if you followed any of this. Probably not. Then go back to a decision that you did make that was successful. And ask yourself if you followed something similar to this. And I guarantee you, you did some form of this. You at least cut off every other option when you did make that decision. If you are deathly, if you find out at the age of 25 that you developed a peanut allergy and you, if you eat peanuts, you will die, how quick are you to cut off every other opportunity for you to eat peanuts? Pretty quick. 
because the decision has to be made. What you want, what you really, really want is to survive. What will that take? Not eating peanut. So I am going to cut off every other option of eating peanut. Mm -hmm. Decision made, survival done. Simple as that. Hope you guys have a great week. We look forward to talking to you next week. If you haven't done so already, please go to theshredlife.com and you want to take things further with us. You want to take our relationship to the next level. You want to decide that that's what we should do. You want to make a decision in your life and cut off every other option of stress and fear and failure and everything else. Take the relationship to the next level. Go to theshredlife.com, T-H-E, shredlife.com. Enter your first name. Enter your email. You'll be invited to our secret, secret group on Facebook. And you will have meaningful conversations with us which means you will actually interact one-on-one with Laura and I in our group setting, one-on-one, whatever you need, you'll get the support there by asking questions, getting answers, asking questions again, getting more answers, hearing other people ask questions, hearing their answers, being in a judgment-free group of like-minded individuals who just want to live better, be healthier, and feel great about every day of their life. That's right. And in every aspect of their life, be it relationships, finance, goals, yeah. everything. We have The this- majority of people come in and talk weight loss. Yeah. But then, but then we blow their mind by improving their relationships, their finances, their career. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're feeling better in their own skin. They're losing weight effortlessly. They're richer. They're more in love. And they're mm-hmm. happier. Sign what me up. Got, what do you got to lose, people? How are you not already at this site? <laughs> so let's take this to the next level. TheShredLife.com. First name and email is all we ask for, and then you are in. All right. We will see you next week when we are talking about the 60 days to overcome it all. I am talking 60 days. I am talking the rest of the year to truly overcome whatever you got going on and just make 2019 nothing but successful. It's powerful stuff. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Shred Life Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit theshredlife.com on Instagram at the underscore shred underscore life underscore and facebook.com slash shredmastermindlife. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe and we'll catch you next time on the Shred Life Podcast.